0: Okay, so at this time, for our first message, it'll be brought to us by Mr. David Hope. His title is Manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Good afternoon to all these smiling faces. We have people here from all directions, quite a way. We've got people, I know, from the south. We've got people from from the east over in Arkansas area and we've got people from the north I mean the west I know I don't know if we have anybody from the north or not but probably do but I know a lot of you have gone a long ways and and uh, it's good to see you guys if you've been keeping up with the Tulsa Church of God if you've been here in services the last seven weeks or if you've been off and on on the internet or on, on uh, computer and you've seen it. You, you've seen us count down. We'll say, well, how many days do we have? You know, well, we had started off with 50 days, 49 days, and each week we would count down. Well, basically, we were counting down to the day of Pentecost, which is today, the 50th day. And over the time, we've uh, even back then we've shown how you count to that 50th day. And in Leviticus 23, I'm not going to read there. It's been read several times since we've had today uh, Days been Unleavened Bread and Passover. But just to be brief, we counted, it says, on the morrow after the Sabbath, the weekly Sabbath, shall you count 50 days. That's the starting point. And some people would, in years past, they were, well, some of us the older people in the church had kept it on Monday. Yeah, we came come to find out that uh, Sunday is the right day just the way we count it. And we and I know people right here among us that at one time kept the day of Pentecost on Sunday and Monday just so they would be right I'm not going to mention their names right now but uh, uh, I know them personally and uh, they didn't want to be wrong I, that's dedication I'll tell you what I appreciate that and the ending time, it tells you when the ending time is. It's on the morrow after the seventh Sabbath. Some of them say the seventh holy day. but well, that can't be. That'd be at the Feast of Tabernacles, you know, seven holy days. But anyway, on the morrow after the seventh Sabbath, shall you number 50 days. And that's today. So, that bring you up to speed. And we were told to and even read that uh, Jesus told his disciples to wait at Jerusalem until you be endued with power and we've talked about that at times and uh, at that time I think the countdown was about 10 days because he'd been on a, been resurrected uh, well I'd have to get my uh, story straight on that now because uh, I didn't count allow for the three days and three nights so anyway forgive me on that but anyway it was 10 days 10 days because he was here 40 days that he'd been resurrected. And and we know, and and we've read, and I think even that last message I gave and some others did too, that the Apostle Paul and many of the New Test or all of the New Testament church kept Pentecost. You know, Paul wanted to be at a certain place on the day of Pentecost. And uh, many of the other... uh, Holy days were mentioned also that the church was keeping, the days of unleavened bread. It's too much that I'm not going to go into that today because we need to be brief. But today we will discuss the manifestation or some of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And the Apostle Paul did a lot of writing on that. And it's familiar to most of you. Uh, Steve Andrews, if you tuned in, or was here last or yesterday, and or you tuned in on your internet or whatever, however you get at your phone or whatever. You, Steve Andrews mentioned a little bit of this in his message in uh, 1 Corinthians 12. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I'm going to read uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 12:1 through 11. Just to give part of the story. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren. I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Spirit. And you say, well, yeah, they do it, they curse all the time. Well, they can't, they, they, they can't say that Jesus is that Jesus. Is really not knowing. The Holy Spirit has to show them. Anyway, verse 4. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. So you may have a gift. I have a gift. Hopefully, I've got a gift. But it's the same God that gives it the same Holy Spirit. There are diversities of operations. And I'll be clear, I don't think we are the only congregation of the Church of God. You know, we have churches of God throughout Tulsa, throughout Oklahoma, throughout the United States. We have churches of God throughout the world. We are a congregation, we have a pretty good mix here. I think we've got a lot of the Spirit here, a lot of the manifestations of the Spirit, but we're not the only ones. There, you know, you know, there are diversities of operations. But it is the same God which works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit of all. So if you have a particular gift of the Spirit, that's the prophet and me it's the prophet some of the others and it's the prophet the church spirit is given to every man to profit with all for to one is given the spirit of the word of wisdom sometimes I wonder about that on myself but my wife will ask me are you sure about that anyway because she has a lot of wisdom to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit To another, faith by the same spirit. And to another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. And when I look at the word that says, gifts of healing, I I see that as plural. I used to think at one time that was, you know, with the ability to lay hands on somebody, them to be miraculously healed. Uh, Don't quote me on this as a doctrine, but... uh, I kind of think it's a lot of people in, even in our own congregation here, have different gifts of healing. Some of them are really good with with herbs, with essential oils. Some of your are are even good with uh, what you call massage, masseuse. Uh, I know some of right here do that. I've got a daughter; uh, she don't live in this area, but she does that, or used to do it. She Uh, She still has the ability. She had the hot rocks and all this. And, and, you know, a lot of that can do that. You have chiropractors that can, you know, manipulate things a little bit. So I think the gift, plural, of the Spirit is more than just laying on hands. Because another uh, verse down here will kind of go along with that. Verse 10. To another, the working of miracles. And I would say, you know, if one of you out here would come up and lay hands on me or pray with me and, and I'm healed. I, to me, that's a miracle. That's a gift that God gave, not you. I made a mention one time a few years ago, we were at the Feast Tabernacles of Tabernacles in San Antonio and I had a sinus infection and I was speaking one day and boy, I was all stopped up and I was sounded like I was talking through my nose and I apologized and at the last day of the Feast, Coming into the building, two ladies, older ladies, came up and we greeted each other. And one of them said, You still have that sinus infection, don't you? And I said, Yes, sir, do. And I couldn't taste, I couldn't smell. You know, I I couldn't tell if you'd had a bath or if you had a whole gallon of perfume on you. I couldn't tell. Anyway, uh, one of the ladies said, Would you mind if we pray for you? And I thought she meant, you know, at home or when she's in prayer or whatever. And I said, sure, i like any, any kind of prayer. I, I, I accept. She stopped right then and right there and held my hand, and my wife was standing beside me, and she prayed for me about my sinus infection. Well, that evening on the way home, we, we left a little bit early, went a little ways down. We got into uh, Austin, Texas, and stopped at a restaurant down there in the old San Francisco. And I had the best steak. The best flavor. I mean, that 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 was a gift that lady gave. She shed on me, and she was just an individual lady. I, you know, I don't think she's a deacon or anything. She was just just a, a member that God had given the faith, and also had given her the ability to to do that. And I don't know how often she did it, but and I don't even know her name. But anyway, I I, I witnessed that firsthand. To another working of oh, miracles to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, and other diverse kinds of tongues, and another interpretation of tongues. Verse 11. But all these work that one and self-same spirit, dividing every man severally as he will. So I, generally, that I used to think that was plural, severally, but it's basically a singular, not that they only have one. And the rest of it, verse 12 through 30, I'm not going to read. It talks about, and Steve went into that yesterday, and just for lack of time, you can read that later, but it, it converts all of this over to the body of Christ, you know, the hand, the eye, the nose, and all this, and, and it's in contact with the spirit, you know, the, all the gifts and everything. And then it showed the body part, and uh, you know we could take quite a bit of time just talking about that. you know a lot of you have injuries that you know it, it affects your whole body, so anyway, but you get time later on. it's the same spirit, same God that does all of it and not and if, if we if we don't have the big mouth, I' if we can't speak as well as someone else uh it's it's still God gave them that jo- that gift and didn't give it to us. That's not to say that we can't work on our weaknesses. That's not to say that at all. We can do that, but some of us excel in one area or another. Turn over now to Galatians, another familiar verse for people that have been around the church a long time, and even people that haven't been. Here's a reading in Galatians 5, and I'm just reading a couple of verses right here. And just before this is the the real negative part. I don't want to get into that. That's the, the lead by the the uh, uh, the flesh. If you serve the flesh and, and all these wicked evil things, and I'm not going to get into that. You can read it later. But this is a, it. Converts to that just right after that. Galatians five twenty two. Uh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. And do I see a lot of love here? Now, some of them may think otherwise. I don't know. Maybe they think I'm stuck up or something. I don't know. But uh, that, there's a lot of love right here in this room. i tell you what. I I could go into a lot of stories right now and tell about the love that has been shown just to my family alone. And I know to a lot of you others and, and you're an example to me and I, I that's not my biggest thing i mean i love people but i don't show it as much as a lot of them do and and uh there's even uh there's sometimes that that it, it was so heartwarming to me that some of the things that some of the people did here when my wife and i had some problems with, uh, 2021 was a hard year for us you know we had i had a broken shoulder three year three weeks later she had one i had two knee replacements and a back surgery, and you guys really came to the to help us. I'm really glad. And, and I was trying to thank one person. They 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 even had their mowing crew out mowing our grass, you know, because I was unable. And I couldn't even tell the person thank you because it would make me cry. Even now, you know, it just makes me, like Reddy said in that message last week, you know, about uh, whatever you call the word, I have some of the tendencies, but I'm not one of those people. Uh, it sounds like I've got a venom inside of me or something, but, but uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, you talk about praising God for you, and I'm going to give a message sometime on that, too, that how people can praise God simply because of the light we shine and not just because of the words that we speak. But anyway, um, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. It's really hard to convince somebody that has these. And uh, I didn't greet the people on the internet. Hi, everybody. (laughs) We watched you guys here a few weeks ago. We were gone during the Passover season and they had to get online at our daughter's house way out west. But anyway, uh, we're glad to have those people and hope the mechanics and the electronics are working well with them, or with you guys, I mean. Uh, another one of the writers, Paul wrote an awful lot of the New Testament. What is it, four, 14 chapters? I mean, yeah, uh, books. But uh, here's one from Peter, Third Peter. Second Peter, I'm sorry. Second Peter, one, one through ten. Well, I got to, okay. Here's Simon Peter talking. He's talking a lot like uh, Paul did. You tell the spirit is common with him. Simon Peter, a servant of and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have like, have obtained like precious faith as we have, uh, with us through the righteousness of the, of God and the Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied—not just added, but multiplied. You know, Peter wants a lot of that grace and peace be multiplied, unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus, Christ, Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power has given unto us all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. So we are so privileged that we have been, we've been called. Verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding in great precious promises. Isn't it great to be here today and knowing what we know? knowing what, that we're going to see our loved ones again, knowing that some of the people that didn't live the kind of life that other people think they should, that they're not down there in hell burning forever right now. Isn't that good to know that? You know, the, that we have a loving God that doesn't torture people like that. He might burn them up, might burn us up, but he's not going to torture us. Anyway... Whereby are given unto us exceeding and great precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Well, we, it, those of us who have been around for for a while. How many times have have we escaped doing some really bad things? If we Uh, Speaking for myself, basically, you know, I wasn't the the altar boy. I wasn't bad, but I wasn't the altar boy either. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of corruption, and just knowing the Holy Spirit and and God's Word has kept us, kept me, and and kept some of my loved ones from really horrible things simply because of the, the knowledge that we have and the Holy Spirit working in us. And besides this, give all diligence add to your faith virtue. See, Paul was talking about some of these gifts a while ago over there in his deal, and there's a lot of correlation between this. Besides just giving all diligence, add to your faith. So if your gift is faith, add to it. If you don't have very much of it, add to it. And there are a lot of ways to do that, Now I'm not going to take the time today. Uh, some of our men have the ability to do that, and they will, and if they don't, maybe I will. But anyway, well, that's another subject. Add to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity or love. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ." But he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see that, or cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Do everything we can during these perilous times. Do our study, do our prayer, do our Uh, be close to one another and to come to services and to uphold and exhort one another, calling your election sure. And if you do these things, if we do these things, see, the Bible can't lie. If you do these things, you shall never fail or never fall. So if we're we're working as hard as we can, you you have a pretty good uh, idea that you're going to make it. You know, when you're suffering, your pain, the, the you know the pain pills, the doctor will give you more pain pills, and you're having to grit your teeth and and uh, do something else, you know, or or maybe the bill collectors are about ready to kick you out of your house. Uh, no matter what we have, we know that things, you know, will be better. In conclusion, I'm going to read one other scripture by Paul. Uh, it's in Galatians, just to. Uh, Page over on my Bible from where I was in five, Galatians six, Galatians six, and verse nine. It's really hard sometimes when we see things getting bad in the world. We've known for a long time. A lot of us that have been around, we we've, we've known for a long time things were going to get bad. I think now even some of my relatives in the past that knew that we were preaching the doomsday stuff years ago 40 50 years ago america's going to be in trouble the world's going to be in trouble they're beginning to believe that now and they'll say hey where are we now kind of like steve said i think in one of his messages are we there yet his children would ask him you know on a trip are we there yet some of these people were asking, "Well, where are we in prophecy? You know, do I need to gird up myself? Do I need to get busy and and start going getting religious or something? I know that feeling. I did that sixty years ago, fifty years ago. I wanted to get away and go to a place of safety i didn't want I knew it was going to be bad you know uh, The Protestants had their rapture, but we had our pizza to go to. But anyway, after that came and gone, we didn't go. You know, by that time, we were steeped enough in the religion that we studied enough, and we uh, were tending basically out of love and concern rather than just a fire escape for ourselves. But anyway, I'll, I'll conclude on this. Uh, Galatians 6, verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing. Even if you have to turn the other cheek, you know, Still do it. We still need to do it. We need to not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap. We will reap if we faint not. Take that promise.